Second Peter, chapter two, verse seventeen, where we'll begin. The Bible says, "These are wells without water, clouds that are carried with the tempest, to whom the midst of darkness is reserved forever." For when they speak great swelling of words of vanity, they lord through the lust of the flesh, through much wantonness. Those that were clean escape from them who live in error. While they promise them liberty, they themselves are the servant of corruption. For of whom a man is overcome, of the same is he brought in bondage. For if after they have escaped the pollutions of the world through the knowledge of the Lord and have and the Savior of Jesus Christ, they are again entangled therein and overcome. The latter end is worse than with them than the beginning. For it had been better for them not to have known the way of righteousness than that after they had known it, to turn from the holy commandment delivered unto them. But it has happened unto them according to the true proverb, the dog is returned to his own vomit again, and the swallow followed to the washing in a wallowing in a mire. So this here is uh, going to continue from the previous, uh, I'll also say from last week, when we were talking about those who are ungodly, those who are going to walk after the flesh, those who will seek to please themselves and not please the Lord, those who who really, who will live for this life with no regard and no thought for the life to come hereafter. We see these uh, who will follow the flesh, they have some really good speeches. They have some seducing speeches. And it all begins with a multitude of words. It all begins with this great swelling of words, this increase of words. Boy, they, they'll just talk and talk and talk and talk. But the Bible tells us in Proverbs chapter 10, verse 19, it says, In the multitude of words there wanteth not sin, but he that refraineth his lips is wise. You know, it's real easy when we start talking for things to come up that well, you know, maybe we shouldn't be talking about, but just in the midst of conversation, especially with those who, who don't know Christ, especially with those who are ungodly. They don't think anything of it. They don't think, hey, you know, it's, it's not, not a problem for me to say this or that or whatever. It, it may not be clean. It may not be pure. It may not be that which would bring glory to God, that which would, would edify and build up and speak. And they don't think anything of it because... Well, this is all they got to live for. This is this is it. It doesn't really matter. Those are going to go and they're going to talk, and it's really you get up, caught up in the conversation and to go right along with them and not to think about it. It's real easy then to fall into the sin of gossip, talking about others behind their back, talking about others in a hurtful way. The Bible tells us in Ecclesiastes chapter 5, verse 3, it says, For the dream cometh through the multitude of business, and a fool's voice is known by the multitude of words. Boy, you can always tell, you know, when somebody doesn't know something, they're always 
going on and just talking, talking, especially as a mechanic at the post office, when people start talking about stuff and we're, and they're talking about the machines and we're looking at, at the other mechanics going, this person has no idea what they're talking about. Last night we had a machine breakdown. It was a good one. And they kept talking about it, and soon the supervisors, you know, they all come around and they all take a look, and then they start talking about it. And they, and of course, they come, and they don't come like this. They come with hands in their pockets. Oh, what's going on over here? <laughs> and it's real good when they start trying to tell us how to fix it. <laughs> And say, well, you know, I really think you need to do this, that, and, and we're just looking at going, you really don't really quite understand all of the ramifications about what you're saying. Because if we do it your way, instead of my way, it's going to take us about three times as long. Of course, you know, I didn't say. But we see this so often, though, the speaking without knowledge. In fact, just a couple of verses up uh, before, it says that these who walk after the flesh, these natural brutes, brute beasts, made to be taken into story, speak evil of things that they understand not. That's just right up there in verse 12. They're speaking evil of things they don't, even, they don't really don't know. And it must be bad because I... I you know, we got... We kind of carry that sometimes about our government. Boy, you know, it must be bad because well, we don't always understand all that they're going through. We don't understand the different views and the different ideas. We just say, well, you know, I, I, they're just all corrupt. They're all sinners. And I've heard people say that. And the fact is they're not. But they speak as though they were. There's a great swelling of words, the Bible tells us here. In verse 18 it says, For when they speak, great swelling of words of vanity. They allure through the lusts of the flesh, through much wantingness, those that will clean escape. Fact is, we still live with our flesh. We still have fleshly desires. Now we're to not be overcome by those. But they're going to speak all these kinds of words to draw, by the lust of the flesh, those who have clean escape. The Bible tells us that we all, like sheep, have gone astray. We've turned everyone to his own way. We've all been deceived. We've all followed after our own lust. We've all done the things that, boy, you know, I just really like to do this. It just satisfies. It pleases me. James tells us that in verse in chapter one, it says, "Let no man say when he is tempted of God, when he is tempted, I am tempted of God. God cannot be tempted with evil; neither tempteth he any man with evil. But every man is tempted when he is drawn away of his own lusts and enticed. And when lust are conceived, it bringeth forth sin, and sin, when it is finished, bringeth forth death. We've all been drawn away of our own lust. We've." Our flesh desires things that we wanted. Boy, you know, I really like that. Boy, you know, it's really nice. I would really like to have that. 
we lust and these things after the things of this world. The things of this world, they're going to pass away. They're not going to be here forever. But he that doeth the will of God abides forever. They're going to draw away through the lust of the flesh them that were clean escaped. Those who, who were saved, who, who would say, oh, you know, I'm not going to be brought into that. But we see then that these, they say, while the promise, while they promise liberty, they themselves are the servants of corruption. They promise them liberty. Hey, you know, isn't that what the devil did to Eve? Oh, Eve. Well, you know, this fruit, oh, God's not being good because he knows that the day you eat of it, you're going to have knowledge of good and evil. You're going to be like God. Hey, you're going to have knowledge. Now you, you don't have to live God's way. You can have freedom. You can have liberty. You're going to have more knowledge. And yet, what was he really doing? He was bringing into bondage, bringing her in to the penalty of sin, the bondage of sin. And these here, they're doing the same thing. It says, it says, while they promise them liberty, they themselves are the servants of corruption. They're the servants of corruption. That's good. The Bible tells us in Galatians 5.13, it says, For brother, ye have been called unto liberty, only use not this liberty for an occasion for the flesh, but by love, serve one another. There is liberty in Christ. The Bible tells us where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. We're not under the bondage and the burden of the law and having to fulfill the law. So we have liberty. But we're not to use our liberty however we want. We're not to use the liberty as these are using it to serve their own flesh, to serve and to bring back into corruption. And we saw this in, in Acts. Those were those who would who would go and they say, oh, well, you know, now that you're saved, saved well, it's wonderful that you've trusted Christ, and, you, and but you still, now you need to keep the law. Now you need to, and they tried to bring him back under the law. And Peter and, and not Peter, but Paul and had to go and had to, had to go up to Jerusalem and, taught, and they had a big meeting about it. It says, no, we're not under the law. It wasn't something our fathers could keep. And these were Jews, and these people were Jews say, even as Jews growing up in it, we couldn't keep it. How can we expect those who didn't grow up in it to keep it? The Bible tells us in Romans chapter 6, the Bible says, Let not sin therefore reign in your mortal bodies, that ye should obey the lust thereof. Neither yield ye mem your members as instruments of unrighteousness unto sin, but yield ourselves unto God as those that are alive from the dead, and your members as instruments of righteousness. For sin shall not have dominion over you, for you are not under law, but under grace. What then? Shall we sin? Because we are not under law, but under grace? God forbid. But know ye not, that to whom ye yield yourselves servants to obey, his servants ye are to whom ye obey, whether of sin unto death, or of obedience unto righteousness. The choice is ours. Who are we going to obey? Been said, you know, two choices on the shelves: pleasing God or pleasing self. 
These heroes it speaks about are those who would please themselves. Here they beat this great swelling of words, and yet they promise liberty, and yet they're themselves are under the bondage of corruption. You see, though, their end is not that of liberty. Their end is not that of happiness and joy. Their end is to be destroyed. The Bible goes on and says, says, For if they have escaped the pollution of the world through the knowledge of the Lord and the Savior, Jesus Christ, they are again entangled therein and overcome. The latter end is worse than with them than the beginning. The Bible tells us just a couple, uh, just at the beginning of this of this uh, letter here, that Second Peter, the Bible says, Simon Peter, a servant and apostle of the Lord Jesus Christ, to them that have attained like precious faith through the righteousness of God and our Savior, Jesus Christ, grace and peace be multiplied unto you through the knowledge of God and our Lord Jesus Christ, according to his divine power, has given us all things that pertain unto life and godliness through the knowledge of him that has called us to glory and virtue, whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises, that by these ye might be partaken of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. The corruption that is in the world through lust. These, they're under bondage. They're going back into their corruption. Why? Because they're walking after the lust of their flesh. As it says up in the uh, verse 10, it says, but these that walk after the flesh in the lust of uncleanness. They're following their own desires. And, they, and while they, they believe themselves to be having more liberty, hey, we're not under the law. We're under grace. Now you go and follow my own flesh and do what I want to do. No, you mean they're bringing, being brought back under corruption, being brought back under sin. And the Bible tells us right here that those who will do that, their end is worse than their beginning. Would it have better for them to have not have known the way of righteousness than after they had known it to turn from the holy commandment? delivered unto them. It is better for them not to have been saved than to be saved and then go and live as though they're not. They had, they were overcome. They thought they were going to be delivered. They thought they had more liberty to go and do those things that they wanted to do. But they didn't. But on contrast, we see others like Paul who said, But those things that were gained to me, I count them lost for Christ. Yea, doubtless, I count all things but lost for the excellency of the knowledge of Jesus Christ. For Christ Jesus, my Lord, whom I have suffered the loss of all things, and do count them but dumb, that I may win Christ. He says, You know what? All those things that well, you know, I was really excelling in the religion of the Jews. In fact, he mentioned that, that in Acts, how he persecuted them above all his peers. And he goes through all this pedigree. Boy, he had everything going for him. 
in the religion of the Jews, but he said, you know what? It's not worth it. It's all loss. I want to know Christ. He said, I do count them as dumb, as waste, that I may win Christ. But these are those who will live after the flesh and will reap to themselves corruption and really a worse end. Hebrews chapter 6 tells the beginning of verse 4. For it is impossible for those who were once enlightened and have tasted of the heavenly gift and were made partakers of the Holy Ghost and having tasted the good word of God and the powers of the world to come, if they should fall away to renew them again unto repentance, being they crucified to themselves the Son of God afresh, and to put him to an open shame. Say, it's impossible for them to be saved again. They're not going to, you know, that once we're saved, we're always saved. And these who have tasted of this gift and have tasted of the heavenly gift and the goodness of the Lord, then partakers of the of the good word of God, they're turning away from that back into sin, back into the ways of the flesh, giving heed to their own lust and not to that of the Spirit. They're going to reap to themselves corruption. And while they won't lose their salvation, they will lose their joy and they will lose their reward. The Bible tells us in Hebrews 10, it says, For if we sin willingly, after that we have received the knowledge of the truth, there remains no more sacrifice for sin, but a certain fearful looking for judgment and fiery indignation, which shall devour the adversaries. Boy, you know, I see it all the time in my kids. They know when they're in trouble, dad's not their friend. <laughs> they know that dad is coming and it's, it's going to hurt. <laughs> And they're not running to me and, and looking to play. They're running away from me, looking to hide. Because they know there's that certain fearful looking for judgment. But just like us, we know we're harboring sin. We know there's sin in our life that we don't want to get right, we don't want to take care of, because, boy, it pleases our flesh. There is that certain looking for judgment. Boy, you know what? How is God going to deal with me for this? How is God going to deal with me for that? Speak to us, and, ah, yeah, you know, I know I shouldn't have it, but, man, I really want it. I'm going to keep it. Is there going to be a certain looking these who will walk after their flesh not after the spirit they're going to be looking for the certain judgment there's not a joy in seeing, seeking the Lord because in order for them to seek him they're going to have to clean up their own heart they're going to have to clean up their own lives they're not going to be able to follow after the lust of their flesh The Bible goes on and says, For it had been better for them 
to have not known the way of righteousness, than after they had known it, to turn from the holy commandment delivered unto them. They could have had something better. Says it would have been better for them not even to have known. And that's a hard statement to chew on because, boy, really? It would have been better for them to continue in sin than to be saved and then continue in sin? <coughs> Bible tells us, just in the next chapter here, Second Peter says, also in all his epistles, speaking in them of things, of these things, which some are hard to be understood, which they that are unlearned and unstable wrestle, as do also other scriptures. Yet therefore, beloved, seeing ye know these things, beware, lest ye also, being led away with the error of the wicked, shall fall from your own steadfastness. Peter's writing this so that we could be aware, that we don't succumb, that we don't be drawn away of our own flesh because it's going to be better for us not to have known than to have known and have been drawn away again. The Bible goes on to tell us here in Proverbs 20, 26 says, He that findeth, excuse me, not Proverbs, Psalm 85, verse, chapter verse 8 says, I will hear what the Lord will speak, for he will speak peace unto his people and to his saints. But let them not turn again to folly. We don't want to be turning again to folly. We don't want to be turning back to the lust of our flesh. Why? There's something better. There's a better outcome for us than what's in this world. There's a better outcome for us than what's following after our own flesh. The Bible tells us, Therefore it had been better for them to have not known the way of righteousness, and after they had known it, to turn from follow, from, to turn from the holy commandment, to live it unto them. But it happened unto them according to the proverb, the dog is returned to his own vomit, and the sorrow is swallowed to washing and her wallowing in the mire. Just like a dog turns to his vomit, is a fool returns to his sin. We weren't delivered from sin to serve sin. We weren't delivered and saved so that we could have used our liberty to please ourselves and to please our own flesh. But we we're, were delivered so that we could serve Christ. So that we could follow after him and put him first and seek him. Let us beware, as I said in in Second Peter here. It says, seeing ye know these things, beware, lest any man should beguile you. Being led away with with the error of the wicked, fall from your own set own steadfastness. He goes on to say, but grow in grace, and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We're not to turn away and follow our own flesh, but to grow in grace, to be in the Word of God, to grow 
in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior. Going back just here to uh, 2 Peter, here he talks about being in the knowledge, the knowledge that we have in Christ. That's right. Uh, if you're in 2 Peter, just there in, in uh, chapter 1, there's the knowledge, as I read earlier. This, according to his divine power, hath given unto us all things pertaining to life and godliness through the knowledge of him that hath called us to glory and virtue. We know these things, but we still have the battle with our flesh. We still desire things of this world. We still have the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the pride of life. These things still exist in every one of us. But if we give into our lust and we give heed to what our flesh desires, we're going to reap corruption. We're going to reap destruction. We're going to reap sorrow and bondage and a loss of reward. The Bible tells us in 1 Corinthians 3, it talks about the beamer seat there where, for those who are saved, we're going to have our works tried by fire. Whether it be gold, silver, crushed stone, wood, hay, stone, these things are going to be tried. They're going to be go through this fire. And boy, if we suffer the loss of them, we suffer loss. Yet ourselves will be saved so as by fire. We're not going to lose our salvation, just as these who, boy, they're saved. They've, they've tasted of the goodness of the Lord. They have escaped the pollutions of the world through the knowledge of Christ, and yet they're entangled there again and overcome. They're not going to lose their salvation, but they will lose their reward. They will lose their joy. The Bible tells that no man entangles himself with the affairs of this world. Why? Because we want to please him who has called us. We, want, we don't want to be brought back under sin. We don't want to be brought back under the lust of the flesh. But the choice is ours. As I read in Romans 6, to whom ye yield yourselves, servants to obey, his servants ye are. Whether sin unto death, or of obedience unto life. Who are we going to serve this day? Two choices on the self, pleasing God, or pleasing self.